0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a Common Harder Dream special. Uh, I'm Di, I'm going to be talking to you about Wales 1, Belgium 1. Uh, really exciting game I think it's fair to say. Uh, I'm delighted to say that and Harris is going to be joining us in a couple of minutes. Um, she's just having some slight technical issues so uh, but she will be with us any 2nd Um, going to be talking through the game with her. Lineup, uh, obviously the big moments in the game, the goal, the disallowed goals, um, also um, some tactical things. So a few questions kind of popped up regarding Ramsey and his role, uh, obviously as a holder. And then obviously he was so expressive uh, and exciting, I suppose, when he was pushing on forward. And we all saw the uh, the fantastic contribution he made to the game as well. Um, Obviously going to be trying to look at the game in a in a slightly wider context, uh, what impact uh, that point has on the on the Nations League table. It's a bit of a shame uh, that uh, there was a draw elsewhere. But uh, here we go. Uh, Gwena is joining us. Hi, Gwenan. how are hey, you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you, Barzai. Sorry about that.
0: No, don't worry about it. Don't Excellent worry about difficulties
1: that. Difficulties already.
0: Well, I know. Well, I, it's only going to get worse when, uh, when people try and listen to me talk about football. So I, I think it's going to be absolutely fine. Don't worry. Um... First of all, um, how was the atmosphere and everything last night? It sounded incredible on the telly. Oh,
1: yeah, it was superb. Again, to be fair, because you know, like I know they, they sign up, um, the fans, a lot of them sign up for the, the package, but still, yeah. it's just a big ask to get there for so well. Three games in six days. Um, so 27,000 yesterday, I think, and they were absolutely incredible. And especially in the moments where, especially second half, obviously momentum shifted big time. Um, Belgium had a big, strong foothold in the game. And they just really, I I thought, along with the substitutions of Colwell, um, Johnson, otherwise Burns as well, they just really helped to get and shift that momentum a little bit as well.
0: I totally agree. And it's amazing that so many people, like you say, 27,000 people go into that game. Um, I'm sure there were people who went to Poland, came back, went to the yeah. Ukraine game, went to the Netherlands, went to this, and i probably probably go into uh, Rotterdam on Tuesday as well. Um, I, assu- I assume you're not coming out to Rotterdam.
1: No, um, I'm going four hours up to North Wales to the studio up there. So, um, yeah, probably probably travelling further to be honest. Um, <laughs> in a certain way, into the time. But yeah, that's where the studio is. So up there. Um, okay, fair enough. Well, Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah.
0: I'm sure we'll be having uh, plenty of beers on your behalf. Uh, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> to uh, to to look at the game itself. Um, Obviously, as we're going through, if anyone wants to add any comments, uh, add any comments or questions for myself or realistically, Gwennan, uh, please let me know and I'll, and I'll pop them up on the screen. So, if you have any comments or questions, please please do add them. Um, obviously, it was a it was a strong lineup. I thought that was the big thing uh, that struck me straight away about the the game. Um, I wasn't sure whether I was expecting that, but it was great to to see that lineup, wasn't it? It showed how you know we were really going to go for the game.
1: Yeah, I was expecting it. I just think, obviously, there'd been a week, really, from the Ukraine game. um, And I just felt the home game. Belgium as well. Belgium hate coming to the Cardiff City Stadium. Um, (laughs) They hate it. You you could tell they do. And, yeah, I just thought it was the perfect time. You could see midweek, you know, you weren't going to get the likes of Ramsey and Bale starting, their bodies were were gone um, in the second half of the Ukraine. game. So I was really pleased to see him play probably what was argue is one of his starting eleven his strongest team, obviously Ramsey, for more, but seems defensively. Uh I really liked having Ampadu back in the middle. Um centre mid. I just I'm a big fan of his in there. I know he does well defensively. But I think Mechbum, I was really impressed with him midweek. Yeah. I think he deserved the chance to play a game. Um yeah, I think someone's just put exactly the same there. And it gives Jo Allen, as I said, the freedom to go forward a bit. I I think we paid for that because you know, with that hamstring injury, mus- muscular injury, but it was yeah. nice to see him push a bit further forward. And I just felt actually when Alan went off, we were a little bit exposed um, just because Ramsey hasn't maybe got the discipline to sit in there at times when we needed it, especially with the way Belgium started. But, yeah, I loved the, the starting line-up, to be fair. Um, you could see Wales are really suited and are comfortable yeah. in, that, in that formation out of the back three, so... Yeah, I, to-
0: I totally agree with you. I, like Reese says here, the Ampadu in midfield, I think, was a, something that I've really wanted for a while. And I was absolutely delighted to see that. And I thought he contributed so well. And I thought he was so much better when he had um Alan alongside him second half because, uh, you know, you're right, Alan is kind of all action, gets up and down quite a lot. But he does have that kind of defensive discipline. He, he will sit in there with Ampadu or whoever's in next to him. And I think yeah. when Ramsey came on, Ampadu got a bit more stretched and was trying to trying to do uh, not too much because you know he was trying to do too much, but too much in the sense that he was had to be in about three places at once uh, at different points. Yeah, um,
1: actually, from the goal as well. Um, I think it's Wilson trying to get back the other side as well. And there's just a couple of times in the second half where they maybe broke and Ramsey was just a little bit slower coming back, which put extra pressure on Ampadu again. And obviously, he's defensive minded as well because you can see, but I just like the fact that he's when he gets possession, he's forward-minded, he looks to pass forward yeah. first and just keep possession Which sometimes morale is just, he pass backwards, he'll play safe, he'll go sideways, yeah. he'll pass backwards. Um, you know, he's keeping possession, which is fine, but when you've got players like Wilson, Ramsey, Bale in front of you, give them the ball quickly, down yeah. change. And I like Ampadu will do that as well.
0: I think he's got that range of passing that I don't think any of our other midfielders, as much as I love Joao, I don't even think he's got that range of passing, his ability to pick a quick pass or you know, a couple of, perfect diagonal balls quite early in the game and it was just uh, i was an absolute pleasure to watch him um Rhys says you know some impact people coming off the bench'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec but you're you know the you're absolutely right those those impact players really did change the games as the game progressed um looking at the key moments in the match obviously you know five minutes in everyone's just you know settling in and uh, and we and we thought we were one nil up it was uh, it was amazing really but just offside from rodden but what a, what a brilliantly controlled finish by Ampadu! Like we were just talking about him there, but what a what a fantastic finish!
1: It was to be fair, he kept his body low, I think in those positions, and we have seen Conor Roberts actually later on in the in the half, he had an opportunity similar. He's closer to goal, but he just leant back on it, especially yeah. with his foot. Um, I actually thought it was a foul by Ben Davis, and I thought that was what he yeah. was giving because he was late. To be fair, like if that had happened in our box and someone was late on Rodon, I would have been screaming for a foul. Um, so I thought the free kick. Well, yeah, I thought I it was it was marginal, wasn't it? But I think he was just offside. To be fair, yeah. so it came back to help us in the second half. Yeah, I, I was
0: going to say we can't complain too much. I suppose yeah. well. you're right. I think his like his right leg was just about offside. But I agreed with you. I thought that's what it was when everyone stopped because the 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 player got kicked. I forget his name. He was really up in arms straight away, and I thought when they said they were going to go to VAR, I was just like, oh, it's probably for that. Um yeah. But yeah, it was very unlucky, really, because I thought up until. Up until and you know maybe the ten minutes or so after that, I, I thought we contained Belgium really, really well. They weren't kind of in the game particularly in the dominating way that they normally are. And I think if we'd have scored when we were on top at that moment, it would have been it would have been fascinating to see what would have happened in the rest of the game as it progressed.
1: It was good to see. I just felt when we played them in November at home, we showed them too much respect. We really sat off them t- um, too much. We just literally let them have possession. And we're so happy, yeah. and we didn't really get a foothold into the game. And obviously, they scored quite early. Kiefer um, more obviously got our goal back and that our belief grew from it so it was nice to see us learn from that and actually, you know, we're at home yes, they're going to have a lot of possession they're a possession-based side but at times, you know, get on the front foot and win the first ball, win the second ball and just maintain phases of attack because that's hard to defend against um, so yeah, it would have been fascinating as you said, if we'd have got that, got that goal how it would have progressed um, yeah uh, i I wouldn't have liked to have seen De Bruyne with a bit between
0: his teeth it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. well, mm, as yeah. he showed in, in November, like you say, he, you know he didn't really appreciate being booed' but pinging one in the bottom corner straight afterwards, so yeah, I suppose maybe we didn't want to rile him too much, but I think we like you said I think we contained those players re, you know really well. um I think it says a lot that they kind of had to make a lot of changes as, as the game progressed. I mean, looking yeah. at their goal it's a it's a weird one really, because I don't want to kind of be digging people out here, but you know, for me. I- <laughs> <laughs> for me someone has to go with Te- Telemans and at no point is anyone anywhere near being goal side of him and there's a moment There was like a wide angle on the replay that uh, you showed last night where there's a moment where he goes and I think it's Wilson is the closest person to him and he kind of looks at him and in that, in that split second he thinks should I go or shouldn't I it's, you know, yeah. it's, too, it's too big a gap, and don't get me wrong. I, I, like I say, I don't want to be too critical because the build-up football between for, before that, sorry, from Belgium was fantastic. But yeah. that in that moment, I just felt like we could have contained that a little bit better.
1: Yeah, I agree. They are a top top side, and you could see they're so comfortable in like the patterns of play, and you could see that the, it's repeti- their training is repetitive in terms of yeah. nose of the roles. Like Carrasco and Trossard were swapping places continuously, and they're just so comfortable in different roles. But there was a couple of things for me defensively. I think Conor Roberts was actually out on the left-hand side for some reason. I, um, I'm trying to think back so many moments. And he actually is caught ball watching. He doesn't track the run. Um, so that was the first thing, because it gives a, a free running behind. And then, as you said, Ampadu, again, had so much to have to try and do in that position. We are deep, but the defensive players were covered by their forward players. Yeah. So it had to be a midfield player. And I noticed, same, you know, Wilson was was slow coming back. And I think, as well, on the Netherlands game, he should have just t- took on for the team and just 100%, 100%. just taking um, But that's what, it's hard, isn't it? Because you've got to be brave and pick attack-minded players and try and take the game to other nations. But then, obviously, you're a little bit fragile in those situations and just that know-how. I know Ampadu's young, he's only 21, isn't he? But You'd expect him, if I was him, I'd been screaming at everyone else. He's got over 30 caps now. He should have been yeah. screaming and pulling people back. But, you know, that, that'll come. And um, they are a top, top side. I mean, they scored yeah. in, I think Nick had a stat yesterday, it's like over 20 consecutive games. Yeah. I think it's more than that. I think it's a ridiculous stat. Like, they've yeah. scored in so many games. And we actually contained them pretty well, I think, in terms of the chances that they had. Um, but it's just frustrating because a couple of goals that we have conceded have been a little bit fragile in certain yeah. aspects defensively, but they're easy. They ones that are easy you could change easy, which is, which is or you know you can improve on, which is pleasing. Um, no, and I, I thought you reacted well on. to it.
0: But. Yeah, no, I was I was just gonna say I, I think that's the thing you I said after that, I tweeted after the game that if you want a positive from this, that is actually a relatively easy fix to, to stop that goal. You don't yeah. want it where 10 people have been dragged out of position and they're pinging about all over the place and no one looks like they know what they're doing. That becomes yeah. a big mess to untangle, whereas actually there were two quite simple things there that on another day, uh, Roberts and, and Wilson solved those problems quite easily. So I, I do think, relatively speaking, you know, th- there's a positive in there. I'm not that conceding a goal is ever particularly positive, I suppose. But um, to, to, to look at genuine positives... Um, our goal was absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, I, I, every time I watch the replay, Ramsey's assist just gets better and better. I generally, at first, I thought he was offside. I still think he is offside. I think the VAR. I don't know who's done maths in the VAR. but I don't think the angle's quite right, but hey, I'm happy enough with that. Um, but yeah, I thought he just had like a miscontrol. Yeah. When he was trying to do it at first, and then every time you see, it, you can see the way that he's followed through with his leg. That is generally a pass. Um, he's just one step ahead in those situations, and yeah. that's why I I think I said in commentary as well, I, I love seeing Ramsey playing in the midfield, but not in that two. Just play him yeah. a bit forward, give him the freedom because he's so so good. Um, but credit as well to Brendan Johnson and the way he took it. When I've been in that position when you've you've played a couple of games now and you're searching for your first goal you do snatch at a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Um, and he had that half, well, he hit the post in against Ukraine and, he, and he, t- was really, he took that really well, um, technically. And again, the same here, just the composure to roll it into the corner was fantastic. Um, pity that, you know, obviously the first celebration then, they had to cut short, but I'm glad he got to celebrate again in front of the Canton stands. That was brilliant.
0: Yeah, it, it was, it was unbelievable. I was the same as you. I I was actually almost at the foot in kind of real time. I was most impressed with the way you kind of slid in and took the ball past someone at the same time. I was like, that yeah. was absolutely outrageous. And then it looked like it just kind of bumbled through. Um, But like you say, when you saw that replay, I was like, Oh my God, like you say, great finish as well from, from Brennan Johnson, really just like in those, I, I think, and imagine it's easy to kind of feel like you need to kind of lash that into the corner, but he doesn't. He just kind of. he can see the keeps off balance. Just just rolls it straight by him. Um, such a good finish. And I, I do have to. I do have to say one thing. Obviously, you know, we're all very excited in these moments going on. But um, I, 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 I text you after the match last night. Just when the VAR decision got made, there was a, another Malcolm Allen moment from you, where there was a, a nice big scream whenever you could hear caught off mic in the background, which really did make me laugh. Both, if I'm honest, um,
1: it's just horrible those VARs because <laughs> because we can't see the the replays either. So we're as unknown as everybody else. And you're there just like waiting on the ref, just looking at him, like, come on, come on. Um, I was, yeah, just chuffed because obviously, we, I felt like we, in these three games, we probably should be on three points. We probably oh. should rather from all of, the, all of the games. I was thinking, oh, come on, like, we deserve something out of this one. Can't go three games without a point. So I just chuffed the bits and obviously for Brennan Johnson. Um yeah, I no when I'm losing my voice, to be honest, these last three games, so four games.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Yeah, no, it was an it was an exciting moment. And I, you know, I watched it at home and it was one of those I kind of cheered and then it went away. And then when the when the VAR decision came back up, I think I gave the dog a heart attack. I think he's he's still recovering now, bless him. But yeah, it was it was an amazing moment. And like you say, one we deserved over these three games. I think we we've played so well. Um, in, in different circumstances as well. Different teams, different players. Um, and I think it really came to something uh, last night, which we deserved. And we always seem to somehow pull something out against the Belgians, which is massively... Yeah. They might, like, might text me last night and say, they must absolutely hate us. Yeah. Um, and it is, they you know, smashing Poland 6-1 and then they come to, come to Cardiff and they're really struggling. It was interesting. And um, we mentioned the tactical side of things there and Ramsey. I did just want to ask you about that because... Yeah. I agree with you. He's got there's got to be a way that he plays in that team because when he's forward he's so good, so effective, so positive. But if you put him in that role there where he's kind of holding or sitting a little bit deeper, you're taking you're taking something off him and I just wondered what your thought was in that is it a, a tactical balance that Paige needs to find where he thinks in that moment I need to I should have brought someone else on or should Ramsey have the tactical kind of um Discipline, for want of a better word, where he should be. This is where I'm playing. I should, I should sit in. Or do you, in doing that, do you are you taking something away from him? Because it's it's a really hard balance to find, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is hard. I mean, obviously you've got different transitions. Only I mean, so when you're playing defensively, you know, if if Belgium are in front and they're playing around the back, it's it's easy to stay nice and disciplined in that position. And yeah, Wilson, I got credit Wilson actually at times. I think, okay, there were a couple of so for the goal, uh, a key moment. Wilson's been out of place, but in in the other areas, he, he was really disciplined, and midweek as well. Um, It's a lot easier, as I said, when you're sat in there. But then when you're, you're transitioning between, Ramsey should have a better um, a know-how. But it's hard, as I said, you're trying to be brave as well. So if he's been given the freedom, we don't know what, what Paige has actually said to him. A Football's a game of opinion, so I'm giving my opinion on what I think he should yeah. be doing. But actually, Paige might have asked him to do something... A little bit different, and, and we'll never know. Um, but I think he's more suited to having two defensive midfielders behind him, and he plays in front myself. Or if he is playing in the in the three when we're attacking, just obviously give him the license to go to go forward. Um, and it depends who you're playing up against. That's a big, big issue. Um, the whether you play to them or or vice, you know, the other way round. With obviously Belgium we have to be more disciplined because, honestly, De Bruyne to watch live is just on a different level. Just the position. Take he was he was like left-sided um, centre-half at one point, just picking, picking the ball up there. The next time he was, like, he was popping up, a right wing back. But his move, if, I, I literally just tracked him for two minutes. I wasn't watching anything else. I was literally watching him. And he just plays on players. he literally go and stand on a player to pull them out, yeah. creating space for someone else. And that's where you do have to be really, really organized discipline and communicate well between defence and midfield and everybody in midfield because he's constantly playing between you like off your off yeah. shoulders and it's really hard then because you haven't got a clear where he's just drifting into. Yeah. Um it's hard. I, I yeah it's I don't know if Paige knows a hundred percent who is best Combination is in midfield, and what's nice, as I said, is Mepham's played well. Ampadu played well in there, and if Mepham continues to play well, then Ampadu can come in and give another option in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, which probably I think would be the best thing going forward, because um, I think Ampadu is really good in myself in there. I think he's a bit of a Rolls Royce type player. Um
0: oh, no no question. Him him in that midfield role, he make he brings so much more to the team. I think part of Page's problem has been he's not sure and I and I agree with that is is uh, what you're going to get out of him, like when he's having a good day, I think he's really strong, really solid. He's good with his feet. When he's having a bad day, he looks like he looks like he's. He looks like I'm playing football instead of him. Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to go that far, maybe. But um, Reese has asked us an interesting question here. What would you say our best eleven is based on the things you've said there? Like, oh. I, I think a lot of it for me depends on how we against who we play against because here. And Paige said something interesting about the afterwards, about them after the match, sorry, saying uh, this was at first time you could name a team with one eye on the World Cup. And I thought that was really interesting because we did play with like a three up front, if you or, or if you like, or like a false nine type thing. Um, so I wonder if he wants to go back to that because or whether that was just a reflection of who we played. But it was really interesting. I would definitely have Ampadu in that in that midfield and and take your chances, if you like, on Meppham. Um I think it becomes difficult with a three and the two up front because when Moore's there, I think you really want to get him involved because of the impact that he can have yeah. equally. If you do play that three up front, you can't really have Ramsey playing unless you play him alongside Allen. So I think yeah. that ultimately, I think I would stick with a two up front formation that we have with two holders and Ramsey in behind. But I think the the 11, if you like, is almost less important than how Paige wants to set up. And I think he needs to make that decision once and for all before we can even really think about what our best 11 is. Uh, That's a bit of a cop-out, Reese, sorry, but
1: yeah. Uh, Yes. What's really nice now is we've got genuine options. Mm. and It's been a while since I think, well, since forever really, that we can say that we've generally got people pushing for places that generally can start and do really, really well. Um, yeah, I, I half agree in terms of Mepa. I'm like, he's had two good performances now, and I hope he can build off that. He's definitely a confidence player. Um, a lot of players are. And when you make a couple of mistakes and you can feel 27,000 people, you know, not on your side, that, that yeah. will affect you, 100% it will. Um, God, it used to affect me when there was 27 people watching <laughs> at the time Wales weren't. So, yeah, I, I think hopefully his confidence will improve. I think if he continues like he is, then I think he will stay in there, and Ampadu would come in alongside um, Alan. I love Wilson, but I think Ramsey, there's just those touches. Ramsey, and then probably you'd say Bale and James, because you're not going to not play Bale. Um, yeah, I agree. But I do think Kiefer Moore brings something completely different at times in both games against Holland and Belgium yesterday. Um, oh God, Daniel James works so, so hard. But you can't, in a tournament, tournament football like that, you can't expect him to put a shift in like that every, every week. week. Yeah, you, no, I agree. You, just, you can't. Um, but that's what's nice, as I said. We've got the option then of of bringing someone like Kiefer Moore on that gives more of a platform. You hold the ball up. You just, you'll just win fouls. We can get out of those defensive situations. Because we, we know that we like to play you know, more on the counter. It seems to us, and Daniel James is one of the quickest players in world football. And a lot of teams are adopting that back three, now as well, uh, especially the top yeah, teams. Yeah, that a difference. A lot of space for him to run into, yeah. so in place to our strengths. Um He's yeah, just I... got to
0: be a bit more clinical, though, isn't he? Like there were there were a couple of times where I thought he got into brilliant positions, and he seems to take that almost almost split second too long to to decide where he's going to go, whether it's a cross or a shot. Like he had that chance as as uh, still one nil down, the ball's kind of been pulled back to him in the box in the second half. And his first touch is just not quite right, kind of stumbles over it a bit. And I do think that if he's going to be the person who starts with Bale, because like you say, you're not dropping Bale. If he's yeah. going to be the person who starts, he has to be more clinical or be smarter in those decisions, in those situations. And otherwise, especially if Brennan Johnson gets off to a good start next season, yeah. he's someone who you really think is is really pushing James for that for that place perhaps. He
1: hundred percent is, um, and I've been critical of James in terms of how clinical he is or or the lack of clinicalness in him. I think sometimes he's so fast he runs past the ball. Like, generally he is that quick, Um, but he he frightens defenses. Like no defender wants to be facing their own goal, and when you've got him running at you or the prospect of him running in behind. It, it's a massive option for Wales because he'll stretch defences and it'll leave then gaps for Ramsey and Bale to get on the ball. I and mean, you want Ramsey and Bale on the half turn. Um, but as you said, like he, he wastes a heck of a lot. Again, I think a lot of that is confidence because there was times for Wales where he was like the go-to man for us at yeah. 18 months ago. You know, he's, obviously he moved to Leeds and then he's, he's done okay there, but he's had a couple of senders off. You know, yeah. Injuries, and I, I just think he needs to find his form, and I think he, he is feeling the pressure with, with Brendan Johnson. I just think James offers so much defensively as well for us, like he sets the tone. Um, yeah, that high press he, work
0: rate is amazing from that he gives. He's, he's absolutely tireless,
1: yeah, he does. Um, but but as you said, that thing that like he needs to work on his his fish and just his composure, just to yeah. just calm himself in those situations, and the, then the, the decision making as well for me. Um, but that's everybody, you know. The, the hardest yeah. job, the hardest thing in football is to to score a goal. I'm obviously going to say that because I'm forwards and I'm biased, but it genuinely is. Um, and sometimes they make it look so easy when it when it's yeah. not. But if we, you know, I've been so impressed with how we've competed and performed in these first three games against you know top top teams that are regularly in in big championships. Now that we are starting to be as well. Yeah. But if we want to. Actually, properly compete and get you know get further forward um, and get to the latter stages of tournaments. We have to be more ruthless and more clinical, and that starts with your forward players.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Suzanne uh, agrees with you that uh, that James does need that confidence uh, when he gets in those attacking uh, attacking places. Sorry, yeah, I, and I'm and I'm in I'm in total agreement. It's it's a shame really because I do think if he had that composure or whatever it is, he would be like he'd be one of the best players on the planet with that speed and his work rate and everything that goes with that, he would just be outrageous, but he's got a, he does have to kind of work on that and, and make sure there's always an end product. I mean, we're, we're talking about the the performance there in, in, in kind of glowing terms and the, and the positivity of it. I think that's the big thing to take away from these three games in general Um, is that level of performance, the way we press and Harry teams and, 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 were so proactive in, in working the in working out how to get the ball back and keeping the ball, I think was so impressive. And okay, by hook or by crook, we haven't quite got the results that we deserve, two late goals in, in two of the games. Um, but I do think in terms of where we were 10, 12 years ago, if you put your second string team out for Wales, you were absolutely nailed on going to get murdered. It didn't matter whether you are playing San Marino or Brazil, it, it, was, it was going to be a struggle.
1: First team out, we probably would have yeah. taken a few as well. I can remember being at Cardiff City Stadium and, you know, there's like 2,000 fans there and losing to to poor, poor nations. Yeah. That's what I said before. I just think, you know, the fact that we're competing, like, when we've lost, we've lost by one goal. Like It's been tight, tight games. Yeah. With, you know whole scale changes at times to the teams. We're really developing depth there. The youngsters have been given an opportunity as well. So they're getting exposed to international football, but top level international football. Yeah. There's a difference um in the intensity, the time that you've got and, and you could see that at times. Um I I've been so so impressed with with the whole squad, the performances and just everybody's so aware of their roles and responsibilities, which is is really pleasing um going forward. Yeah, but I you know that there are second options there that we can be a little bit more flexible to adjust at times, uh, depending on the opposition that we play up against.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big thing I take from this, really, is that we do have that starting to have that flexibility. We are starting to have depth. You know, we talked there about you know, it wasn't long ago that the options off the bench were either non existent or really not very good. Now we have players you can bring on who are changing the game. I mean in what world would you have said a couple of years ago would be bringing Ramsey off the bench, you know, uh, to, to kind of impact the game? And I know it's different circumstances, but, you know, we didn't have Kiefer Moore, who's been a, a linchpin for us of late. Um, we brought off Gareth Bale for a 20-year-old. Like, you know, like these things, these things shouldn't be happening, but they really are. And it's, and it's fantastic to see, see how much we're growing. I just I just think it's so important, I think, that we stay in this League A just yes. because it's all well and good to go and beat Finland um, and Bulgaria and these teams that we did before, but if we are going to keep improving, and that's got to be the goal, however likely or you know unrealistic it is, we've got to keep trying to improve and take further steps forward. And the only way that happens if everyone, our fringe players included, get in game time against these these big big nations. So I hope that that Rob Page and his team can work out the best balance if you like because there were oftentimes we were overrun in midfield or the front three didn't quite kind of click together and I think once he can nail that balance down I really think we're a match for a lot of teams I think we're Mm -hmm. so exciting so dynamic so quick so varied in what we can do we've got players who will you know lunge into tackles and want to look like they're going to kill you and two seconds later they pick themselves up and they're spraying the ball 40 yards across the pitch you know it's 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 a real joy to watch like regardless of the outcome obviously that helped massively but I just felt like I just enjoyed that as a game of football last night and I think that is almost as important to me as anything else given how much you know as a Wales fan there's been a lot of a lot of crap to be put up with to, to to get to these few years. So I, I think just to to have enjoyed it as a spectacle was as, as important to me as anything last night.
1: Yeah, I, I I think the Holland game actually was was good as well. It was an enjoyable game. Yeah. Um. You know, I think back to that Estonia draw and like, oh, I'll be honest, I nearly fell asleep that game. Like it was terrible. It, it's just there was no pace. There was no tempo to it. There's not many opportunities. Where. Yeah. These two games have been superb um, for, for a neutral, for a Wales fan. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think it is important that we stay in that, that A-League to develop because, you know, you want to be exposing your players, as I said, to international football. But playing against the very, very best is, is the only way to really find out properly what level your players are at. Are they up to the task of it? Yeah. Um, and we've seen we've seen that we hundred percent are, and not just your your starting your main players. You know the, the the depth that we've got as we've already mentioned is is growing, and it's it's really impressive. It is difficult because we're probably in the hardest, I think, of the of the groups, the A groups. I think we're yeah. in the hardest myself. Um, you know these top teams there. When you see that Belgium lose to. To um, Holland by 4 1, and just because they were absolutely ruthless, um, yeah. for the Dutch taking the chances. And then, you know, how close were we then? Um, it's how we do away from home, because I just think we are a different beast at the Cardiff City Stadium. We are yeah. just completely different. The the red wall makes one hell of a difference. Um, yeah. So, it's how we can compete away from home. Um, obviously, we're impressive um, out in Poland, but we need to try and back that up now um, where possible. On Tuesday
0: night. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I think it would be. I hope we can get a, a point or some sort of positive result out there. Anyway, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the game. I've got um a few a few of my mates. Uh, well, they're hopefully on their way over. Should be on the plane now, so that'll be good. Um, uh, a load of people I work. A load, of, yeah, exactly. A few. Uh, we got a nice bit of sunny, sun, sunny, sunny day outside, so I'll be as red as my shirt uh, by the time we come home this evening, hopefully. <laughs> Um, yeah, but a load of people I know are, are coming across, and I'm, I'm just so excited. And I think, you know, to have a a day in the sunshine, drinking some beer, and then it all turns turns out with, a, with 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 a positive result at the end of it will be will be great. So fingers crossed for that. I think it should be a, a an enjoyable end to this window. And I think when you take what we've taken from this, we've we've drawn with a one of the best teams in the world. We've really put up a good fight against two top quality teams. And we've qualified for the World Cup, and and yeah. we've still got we've still got a day on the beers in Amsterdam in, in Rotterdam to go. I think it's uh, it's turned out pretty well, so I'll take that. And um, yeah, last last thing um, from uh, from Ricia, just want to give a shout out to Burns. I, I totally agree; he's been fantastic in this window. Every time he's coming, I thought he was brilliant against Poland. Yeah. Um, I, I hope he stays around. And, and again, we talk about the depth of the squad. There, there was not a time when someone who was a bit of an attacking player who could run around a lot. Wouldn't get in the squad. Yeah, here he is at 27 years old. I think he is. He's only just getting his first caps. That's almost unheard of. So again, it shows a lot that a, quali- a player of that quality and ability is can a come in and make an impact, but b up, you know, three months ago would never played for Wales before. You know, it's it's amazing, really.
1: It's a great story. Um, you know, just just never give up on your dreams, and, and and just keep being professional and keep hoping for the call. And when the call does come. To just give it your all and have no fear, like and he has, and he, as you said, I thought he was brilliant when he came on. Yeah. Um, defensively, and um, you know, a couple of moments. Okay, I, I think he's swung one really deep cross, and I was a bit too, I think, he got a bit too excited. But still, there were moments like he played really well. I wouldn't want to be Page this summer. That <laughs> is a hard decision to try and make. That, that is true. That is you. There are going to be some surprises, I think, with players missing out because. You, know, you can only take 23. There was more for the Euros because of COVID. It's going to be some big, big calls. And, and players like Bernsdale are really pushing because he's had that opportunity and he's done nothing wrong at all. Um, and actually put his hand up in more of a way than I think most would have assumed he would have. So, yeah, it's good. As I said, it's just so exciting, obviously, that we're going to the World Cup. But the, the depth that we're getting there with a lot of these youngsters, hopefully... I do think we need one or two superstars you know, like Baylor and Ramsey, like any team does going forward to Brogna for, for Belgium. But there's a lot of good, exciting, promising players that, you know, are 20, 21, 22 years yeah. old. Um, there's a real solid foundation there for the years to come.
0: No, I'm I'm in full agreement. I would not be, want to be Rob Page making these decisions because I, I think, I guess it's probably a conversation for another day, I guess, but I think I, I wonder if we're getting to the point where people, as much as I love seeing Johnny Williams in that squad or, you know, dare I say it, Sir Chris Gunter. I, I, I don't know if we're getting to a, a time now. I think Gunter will probably be all right, but I think I wonder if we're getting to a time now where these players, who don't get me wrong, have have, have earned their, their spot through loyalty and commitment over the years. I, I don't know. I'm very much on the very much on the cusp, and, and then whether whether you whether it's worth giving a gamble to, to people like Dun & Levitt, who I'm not the not always the biggest fan of, but has certainly improved in time and you know is it worth Colwell I mean there's just so many decisions this is definitely a conversation another day actually but yeah oh you um, could go
1: forever could you I just yeah, think with uh, someone like Johnny Williams Paige knows him and he trusts him true and that's that's a big I obviously what Paige has got as well is that he's worked with the youth teams before so he knows a lot of these players and he's worked with a lot of them um, and I think that's another reason as well why we're seeing such good results because his man management skills are very, very good. You can see yeah. the respect between the players and, and the coaches. Um, but I think that is when you're going into a major tournament, you want to have, not that I've been to one, <laughs> um, unfortunately, hopefully the girls will, yes. will do it next, um, for next summer. But, yeah, I think you you just want to ensure that every single player you are 100% um, trusting of that if, if you gave them a different role to norm that they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, I think, to be fair, it's... He does with the majority of the squad, but the more experienced players like Johnny Williams have been in for so long now, and he, and he always he's always dependable when he comes on. Like he's, he's yeah, never
0: always
1: come, come on. Um, yeah, it's, it's as as you said, you could be here all day trying to pick that squad. And yeah. be, there'll, there'll always be a couple of surprises, like we saw with Caldwell last time.
0: True true well there you go ladies and gents the, the, hopefully the next time uh, we have gone on she will be able to give us all the answers to these squad questions and uh, be able to pick a squad for us we'll see um thank you very much for for coming on On, i really really appreciate it Thank you to everyone who's commented and got involved and sent us messages. We really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't, please like and subscribe our YouTube channel. We're trying to do a f- few of these. Um, I did lie to Gwen Ann effectively and say this was going to be 10 or 15 minutes, and that was a- genuinely my plan. Um, so I apologize for taking it more. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just a great, great night to talk about. So yeah, more of these short, uh, bite sized type videos uh, hopefully coming your way very soon. Got loads of stuff on com. So please go to the website for a blog. If anyone's coming to the Netherlands, some top. Travel tips for you. And also, we have a new podcast out uh, celebrating the fact that we are going to Qatar. Um, there you go. So, thank you very much for watching, ladies and gents, and goodbye.